working in a garage anywhere in the world with a good idea can put us out of business. The pie in the face. Any kid working in a garage anywhere in the world with a good idea can put us out of business. Any kid working in a garage anywhere in the world with a good idea can put us out of business. Use the beard oil all the witches are talking about this Halloween. Luxurious Bastard Beard Co. Use promo code LEGENDARY for a discount. Link in description. You are now listening to the greatest show in the universe. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, and right now you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, George Belfort, the real wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Uh, welcome back to the greatest show that's ever existed. Um, today we have a legendary filmmaker, um, Uwe Boll. Um, how you doing, brother? Good. Nighttime in Germany already, but it's all perfect. <laughs> so, where was that? You hear me? You hear me? Hello? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but I yeah, let me take off this headset. Okay. Now it's better. Yes. Sorry, but you're in Germany, you said right now. Yes, and my dog is in deep sleep behind me, as you see in the in the bed behind me. <laughs> I mean, I I hear you perfectly. I don't know why uh, your mi microphone is off. I see you now. Your microphone is on. Oh, the microphone? Yeah, I had the headset on, and then, like, it here. It's better. Should probably test this first. <laughs> yeah. Let me get on my phone. Hang on. Technical problems. But I liked your opening. Uh, maybe I do a monologue now. I'm to do the Anthony show. I like the advertising clip. Uh... <laughs> from before that candle or whatever it was for Halloween so you go with the seasons I don't know where he is so let's talk about my new film First Shift it's definitely sold now to North America what is perfect so in early spring it will come to some theaters and then home video and streaming hopefully TV pay TV yeah, I don't know if somebody hears me here or where everybody is. Here you are. Hey, dog, I can actually hear you, man. You, I like how you just went to promo, man. That was smart. You're like, check, check out all my movies. Like, I, I respect that. I respect that awesome, dude. That's smart. Okay, now it works. You're in front of green screen. Perfect. Yeah, I ruined the illusion now. I was using my cell phone because my internet was so slow. This garage is like, oh, God. It's annoying, but oh no, dude. Okay, so you uh, you made a lot of like just legendary stuff, like uh, what, like what uh, what was inspiration for like the Rampage trilogy originally? Like what, like what was what was that like? Like what what made you kind of create that originally? That's like pretty iconic, I think. 
You mean for a rampage? Yeah, just the whole idea like, itself. Like, what kind uh, of like? I mean, the, when when you when you go from the first part to the third part, I think they were spread over ten years, and they were kind of visionary. What's going on? You know, on the planet, and uh, we see it now even more as we saw it during we we did rampage. That things get a little off track, off point, and I wanted to give the world like kind of a cynical uh, answer to to all of this. Now you're black, so <laughs> maybe you do black face right now to just piss everybody completely off. So I don't know what's where you are now behind the curtain, but that was the idea for. Here you are, you're back. That was all black. The, Picture it cut out again. Oh my god! No, I was saying like, uh, dude, I, I, I respect a lot of your movies because like, you're, like a lot of them are kind of balls. Like I think like, like I, I told you this a million times. Like, like Postal's intro was crazy, and then like, uh, like I think I think it was awesome. And then like, uh, Blubberella, the concept of Blubberella is like, is like just like a fat superhero is hilarious to me. Yeah, Brendan Fletcher is still mad that he had to do blackface in Blubberella. <laughs> He's like, oh god, my career's over. But the whole canceling for blackface or whatever, it started after Blubberella was already shot, you know, so, and I, I mean, I personally give a shit about all that rules and about all this kind of cancel culture, you cannot say this, you cannot say this, and I think it's kind of part of freedom that you can say whatever you want, you know, like, if you want to, if you think something is funny, even if it's insulting for somebody, who gives a shit? It's too bad. Then don't watch the comedy or don't, you know, I mean, you do stand up and stuff. I think stand up is only funny if it's kind of in, insulting for half of the audience that they feel like that is too much for me. Then it's a good stand up. So, and uh, I mean, we have it right now. I think it's a total shit show about the whole Israel uh, Gaza thing, right? Everybody in US, when you when you put up variety or BuzzFeed or whatever, people stepping back, right? And like the, the writer's guild where everybody striked for, for four or five months is falling apart because they they don't want to put out a uh, an Israel like a letter that Israel, whatever Israel is doing, it's perfect, it's good, they can do whatever they want. Uh, you know, and it is kind of like you have to accept that. A lot of people from the Arab countries see it different as we see it, maybe or Israel is it. There was a, a very hard terror attack from the Hamas, absolutely, and it's ridiculous what they pulled off, and the punishment is absolutely justified. But you cannot say to somebody, you cannot say now that the the two million people getting displaced right now are assholes and they deserve it. You know, because whatever, like a million of them are children, for example. And uh, it's this kind of, I follow John Cusack, the actor on, on Twitter, on, on X, right? So, and uh, he's totally pro-Palestina in a way. And he said, it's, you cannot justify crimes with other crimes. Like, it, it doesn't make uh, everything uh, uh, great. I, I saw today, I think they reported that over 2,000 kids from Palestinian families are dead based on the the bombing so far. So 2,000 children dead and 1,400 other people in Israel got massacred by the Hamas. So now if somebody says that children are dead, is already like a Hamas fan or what? I mean, it's just a statement of facts. 
that there will be way more dead Palestinian people, like from Palestine, way more dead people as Israelis will be dead. So that was always the case in 40 years, you know, when a terrorist blowed himself up in a bus in Tel Aviv, they flattened three big, big buildings in the Lebanon. So that was always this thing like they killed 20 people, then the Israelis killing 250 people or 800 people. But the reality is also the terrorists always starting it, the Hamas, the Hezbollah, they starting it, not the Israel people. You know, like they, I never saw that Israel just randomly shot people in the Lebanon without any reason. They only retaliate. And if the terrorists would stop retaliating, like doing that attacks, Israel would not kill anybody. So, and that is why my heart or my head is, of course, more on the Israel side, 100%, you know. So because they are like more, not more like we and not like total Islamistic crazy heads. Yeah, so. I hope uh, they both lose. I hope they will both lose, you know. <laughs> I just, I'm not interested in either of them. I hope they both just annihilate each other off the planet and I could like go back to having like fun, you know. Those news stories are terrible. It's like, they're just like murdering each other. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> like, dude, I'm like, just, I'm like, speed it up. Like, just kill each other faster. So I got have your land or whatever, you know, it's like, whatever you need. It's, no, you know, I, so stupid, man. I, I know also, I know a lot of people, they have uh, no, no beef, no bad in it, right? So they give a shit. They basically say, whatever, they, they're killing each other since 50 years. So what's new? It's not dated, man. It's just like, there's like, like they're both like pretending to be religious and they and they're killing people. <laughs> like it's just like like what re like what religion are you? Like you mean like I mean I mean satanic obviously, but but it's just, you know but it's just like I, I both are just I just don't care, man. It's like war's so fucking stupid. I'm so sick of it, man. It's like I just like it's just like a bunch of nineteen year olds are gonna die because you know like for no reason basically, and then like or more nineteen year olds are more, you know. No, but that is what you said with my postal opening, right? The postal opening shows this insanity. You know, I get yeah. if if you know if I fly in a World Trade Center, I gain something out of it besides yeah. being pulverized. You know, I mean, it's it's just like totally insane, basically. So yeah, uh, yeah the terrorists arguing over like how many virgins they get in the next life is hilarious. That was great. I remember that. Yeah. Like on the cell phones too. Like I have, like flip phones like argue like let me call Osama. Man. That was that was great, man. Like you made some great stuff, man. Like and, and like. <laughs> back to Blubberella though, man. I don't think that one gets enough credit, man. Because, because like a fat superhero is hilarious. Like that's just like funny as hell, man. That's, that's, like what, what made you like come up with? What made you run, run with that idea? Because it's like was that like something you just like laughed about, thought was funny, and, like made like real, or like what? I felt like that this kind of superhero films, they basically cry for parody, right? So that the, that when you shoot something like Blood Rain, when you shoot it, you feel already it would be so much more fun to totally make fun out of it you know so and when i met lindsay hollister on the postal set she played the the woman in the job interview uh right. the job interview i felt she's so funny i wanted to bring her more in the film i'm doing so i made that proposal with with blubberella the, the bad thing is we didn't have enough shooting time because we were always shooting first the blood rain three film and then we brought it to set and made everything absurd and funny so we didn't have proper the time to film it but i think we got a lot out of it that it's so idiotic for example the scene in the concentration camp where where the guy comes in and says it's so dark here and he's like <laughs> it's a lot goes on in the whole camp and he's like what the fuck and, <laughs> but I, that is just my humor where you feel like in the darkest things who gives like 
then I think it starts to get funny. You know, when other people, my wife always tells me how disgusting I am with my U-Ball, right? <laughs> I feel like, uh, I think it's just funny. Uh, I just wrote a scene. It's interesting. So I'm working with the animation guy. I want to do something like Family Guy style, you know, as, as uh, animation. And I wrote like a scene where a teenager tells to his father, and then they go totally into the details, the details of it, that they, he went to all the internet porn. Like to all of <laughs> <laughs> to all of them, and he just doesn't have any options left, right? And they're discussing, and then it turns out the father watched also all the videos already, <laughs> you know, and they're flipping completely out, like, what the fuck? Look at this thing, I cannot watch it. And I feel that it's hilarious, you know, because nobody would talk about you porn or porn hub, like for real. And I think if you do it as an animation thing, like Family Guy style, you can get away now with way more, and you need. You don't need all that actors who are now scared to do shit like this. If I would now do Postal 2, I wouldn't get actors. All that actors would say, oh, I cannot do that, my career, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, uh, and I think with animation, you always get some uh, voices to do it, you know, so, and then you just have voices and you do animation and then you can go full on hardcore on the humor, uh, totally under the, under the belt, you know. And uh, I mean, reality now gives so much opportunity to uh, uh, to fold it into pieces, you know, with 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 humor. And I mean, we kind of living in an in an absurd world where whatever Elon Musk wants to live on the Mars and just stuff like this. I mean, they're all losing it. That it is, it's it's just totally insane. What's what's going on? We will have like two very old presidential guys debating always like walkers you know like where biden who's almost like not reacting to a question i just saw an interview with biden where they ask him a question he doesn't react it's like you think it's buffering right so you think it's like <laughs> what what is, what is happening to him right now he's standing there and the reporter so okay uh, okay next question whatever you know so it, it, it's just like sensational it's it's like or the the here in the congress that they they cannot elect anybody i mean they just don't whoever they come up with lose the vote and they don't have what is the name of it the speaker right the speaker vote whatever like they just don't get anybody installed they have the majority the republicans they just have to vote one in and they have the majority and have the speaker but they cannot do it they're completely losing their shit too and dividing up in 150,000 different parties. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest problem with America is they're not united, basically. It's just a bunch of people arguing over dumb shit, like, rather than, like, fixing the economy. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, the, I mean, this is basically, it's basically Obama's third term. I mean, Biden has no control. He's a puppet. He's a, just dementia-filled puppet. Like, you know, he's just like, he's like a prop at this point, really, you know? But, uh, but who, yeah. would, who would vote for that candidates now? With not, let's say, Trump, I think Trump will run again and he will be the candidate. But from all the other candidates, who would you vote for? I mean, I kind of like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right now, but I, I, I don't know how I feel in November. I'm kind of looking into him. I like his anti, I like that he's anti-war. I like that he's, uh, I mean, there's a couple things I like about him. Um, I, but I feel like it's just like still hiring from the same ruling class of Americans, like trying to get them to fix the problems when, when they're all, like they're all, pampered morons you know not to be rude but i mean you know i just feel like they're not necessarily the kind of like strong men we need to get us out of this and i think that like uh we need to like i'd almost try to find a guy that wouldn't want to be president to be president you know it's like everybody else is just self-promoting it seems like you know yeah 
Yeah. I think I think Trump's attitude in regards of the Middle East was always way better as from the Democrats. He, you know, he doesn't want to spend money on wars. Period. And you know, and like, and now when I see Blinken right now, he's already talking war against Iran is boiling up. You know what? What they always wanted to do. All the Democrats, uh, with, with Hillary Clinton especially, want war. And uh, and the thing is like, for what? It brings nothing. It brings only senseless deaths and costs, and never leaves something better. It's not that the Iraq is better off now after Saddam Hussein is dead. It's like total chaos and whatever the ISIS, you know. So it's it's like uh, some territories in the world are better ruled by dictators as by whatever democracy. I mean, I definitely think it was better during Saddam. I think the Middle East is doing better during Saddam. I think for sure. I think like uh, I mean, it just depends, man. It's like I, like everybody says like America's bad or something like that, but like if someone else takes over, what do you just want somebody else with a different language ruling over them? You know. So I mean, that's all going to happen. Like some of these countries, like Africa, the Middle East, are just so they're just so behind the times. It's just going to be like, everyone's going to be like, oh, America's exporting this country. And, and like, okay, now it's China exporting it. Is that better? You know, it's like, I mean, it's, I just, I mean, it's just like, there's just evil. And like, and then, and then a bunch of people that can't defend themselves, you know? I mean, yes, that's half what people I, can't defend themselves. I agree. I would also not, uh, I think Trump's idea of finishing the Ukraine war is very good. You know, like the Ukraine war is bad for everybody, including the Ukraine. And it doesn't make sense only because of bombed out shit territories in the south to continue the war. Better would be to let Putin keep some territory, you know, and get the uh, 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 and call it a day. But but because nobody is willing, look look in the U.S. now they spend already eighty billion for the Ukraine. Why we should pay so much money to help Ukraine? Of course, we don't want that Ukraine is completely taken over by Russia. But on the other hand, you cannot now have an endless Vietnam, Afghanistan situation in Ukraine and spend every year 150 billion bucks to keep it going. And it's ridiculous. It's good. I think right. They're trying to do it on three fronts, too. They're trying to do it like with Israel. Uh, they're trying to do it uh, in Taiwan next, probably in Ukraine right now. And, I mean, it seems like money laundering. And it seems, I mean, it seems like a global takeover, honestly. I mean, it seems like, 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 uh, like that BRICS union, man, like that, I think they're coming after all of us, you know, I think they're coming after Europe. I think they're going after America. I mean, like Australia just went cashless, like, like just when all the banks are cashless there now. I mean, we're just like in some weird end times, like, like role play or something, you know, it's like annoying. It's either the end of the world or like a bunch of people pretending it is. And either way it's boring, you know? Yeah. No, but I think also like, uh, I, I don't see Russia like China. I think China is a real power basically. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, yeah. So, and uh, let, let's say China takes Taiwan. What do we want to do? You cannot seriously start a war with China. I mean, it's impossible. We will lose. I, like, it, yeah. I mean, we will maybe not lose, but then we're all dead with nuclear bombs back and forth. You know, it's total, it, th- that should be a no-go zone. We should try everything that China is not taking Taiwan. But on the very, very end, what we need from Taiwan are the chips like the computer chips, basically, right? So, and if we can manufacture them somewhere else and Taiwan gets swallowed up by China, I mean, it's too bad for Taiwan, but I would not go into war for this. I would not yeah. die yeah, for Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, I'm yeah. over any of these countries, man. Like, if you come to Missouri, I'll fuck you up. But if that's about it, you know, it's like, <laughs> if you come to my backyard, I'll fuck you up. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. We cannot mix ourselves everywhere. And we in, in Germany right now, we have over one and a half million Ukrainians here, right? So they just drove over Poland. Then, then in Poland, they recognize they're not getting so much money as in Germany. So they come to Germany. Now they're driving here with the cars. They get like free living. They're getting money. They're getting free health care, you know, and they're just here. And it's growing in Germany that more Germans say, I mean, what the fuck? They should go back to Ukraine and they should tell Zelensky, negotiate. You know, Zelensky and the West, the West was especially Germany and US was Blinken. They say we negotiate with Putin only after he retreated. But if he retreats, if the war is over, why you want to negotiate? Then he's gone, right? It's total bullshit. So they're lying. They want that war. You know, I think the, so too. No, the, I think the they're money. want the war to continue, and they always blame Putin for not negotiating. But the reality is they don't give Putin a chance to negotiate because they say he has to remove the troops first, what nobody would ever do. It's completely insane. Of course, you need to negotiate now. And you have to give Putin something. You have to say, look, that arrest warrant is gone. The sanctions are gone. Uh, you know, like, and, and then, but then in exchange, we should give the Ukraine a safety. Like that we tell the Ukraine, if you sign that deal with Putin and Putin and you have peace and Putin guarantees the peace, right? If Putin breaks that peace, the NATO is coming. And then we like bomb the shit directly out of Moscow because he knows that that his army is not so good, right? So I mean, Putin knows that uh, uh, he barely defeats Ukraine. So how he want to defeat uh, all of the European armies? Like he gets his ass kicked, basically, right? So I mean, uh, he will do peace. I think we could negotiate with Putin the deal now. But but Biden has no interest in peace. I don't know. It's maybe all like because they're happy to spend all the money in, in weapons for the Ukraine and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they asked you like money line. I mean, basically, you know, they, like, they, like they give them a bunch of old weapons. And like, oh, no, those are worth a lot of money. And like, I, I, don't, I don't understand it fully. And I'm just like, man, I'm not even trying to like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a World War veteran. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm, just try, I'm just trying to hang out and get rich. You know, I, I don't even care about any of this. I don't care about it. I mean, it's terrible what happened. Like, I think like, the attack was terrible. I think it's really like, everything's terrible. I get it. They're all. I mean, I don't, I don't use any winners, man. They're all just. I mean, yeah. We have too many. We have too many high, like, powered weapons for this conflict to even go forward more than like thirteen minutes. Everybody's involved. You know, it's just gonna be over. You know. Yeah, I mean that is the thing. I mean, we uh, that for us in in Europe here, it's very. Uh, it's a very direct war, not far away. You can drive with the car into the war, right? So if you want from Germany. You drive in 10 hours, you in the middle of the war in Ukraine driving. And it's this kind of, uh, the people are fed up. You know, we have too much migrants here from Africa. We have too much migrants from Afghanistan. After the Afghanistan war was over, 500,000 Afghanistan people in Germany. So now we have over a million Ukrainian people. And it's just like... You don't find housing, you know, you don't have the schools are like my son's school in his classroom are like four or five people. They don't speak any German. So what the fuck? That's yeah. yeah, I know. So and then they don't understand the word that you're sitting there and you think like, OK, if we continue that route, we go all we even Germany, then go slowly down the drain. And uh, it's uh, unacceptable. 
I think we, we developed in the West wealth and technology and this kind of lifestyle. And I'm not willing to give it up for the third world, you know, only to, to host them all because they destroying everything. And have, you know, like, I mean, and the worst thing is as soon as in Germany, like the Afghanistan people, they go, a lot of them getting uh, dangerous, they're getting violent, they get turning into criminals, you know, instead of being thankful that they're out of the shithole, basically, they are abusing the situation. And, uh, and then they're not getting sent back because they say, look, on me is a death warrant from the Taliban. I want asylum because otherwise I'm dead. And then they stay here. And go in the prison system and everything and just cost thousands of euro a month. And we should never have them here in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, when we all retreated the troops from Afghanistan, the U.S., Germany, as soon the troops were out, they gave up. They were trained 10 years with weapons, with helicopters. They're all like the Afghanistan army, army was stronger as the Taliban. But they didn't want to fight. They gave up. The Taliban just marched in. Okay, now we take over. Boom. Five minutes after the last military retreated from the West. So I think it's their own fault. If they want to fight for their freedom, they cannot just say, now we all move to West Europe and getting social welfare there, you know, and free Netflix. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree, man. No, I, I think it's all like fighting age men and stuff. It seems like they're like planting like armies in these countries too. It's like, it's like they're all like young twenties. Like, like I mean, it, it just seems like there's, I don't know. It seems like a global takeover, a global power grab, and it's just like. But I think there's like a bunch of people fighting for it, man. I think it's like there's like several countries going for it, several companies, and that's what it seems like, you know. Yeah. They all want imaginary so, power. So my film first shift is sold to North America. Uh, I cannot say because we, is a press release coming, but uh, uh, so it's sold. It will come in a few movie theaters, what is good. And the film I shot in New York in March. And uh, so in February, March, the film will come out and then later also like in TV and uh, streaming. I'm very happy because uh, it was kind of a strange situation with all the strike. Uh, you know, normally you would think if, if Hollywood is on strike, they should buy a film right away because this film is finished and ready to be shown. But it took a while because you had the feeling everybody's on strike now and nobody works anymore. Also not yeah. the, the, the acquisition people and whatever. And uh, now it's good that it's done. And yeah, working, working towards uh, the release. And then Eastern Europe is sold also and Benelux, Turkey. So various countries coming now to buy it. Uh, next week is the American film market in Los Angeles, and uh, I hope we can sell basically the rest of the world there. Uh, you know, so yeah. And then I, I want to shoot a, another film, like a more an action film about the migrant situation in Europe, but more like as an action film that you have something, something like The Hunt. You know, where they're coming with boats and then they're getting hunted. Like, totally, like, totally, everything's out of control. Dude, uh, yeah. dude, that's hilarious. That would piss so many people off. Yeah, I know. It flipped completely. Because, look, all the migrant stories are always told this kind of one-sided. They are, like, coming and they're eager to learn. And you have this kind of uh, great people coming in, you know. But, I mean, we all know it's not the truth. It's, like, one out of a hundred is, like... A usable 
like character. The rest just are poor people. They just want a better life and money. So <laughs> this uh, in my film pisses off like the whole like tourist towns, you know, like this kind of like you destroying our business with all that stuff. And then the, the, it gets totally out of control. Um, Run is the name. I hope I shoot it in April in uh, by Italy, like on the coast where in Italy where the, the migrants coming in. But it will be very radical. It will be a big scandal, you know. But I feel like, you know, what I feel is if all the filmmakers are turning into pussies, you know, you need one guy going rogue. And I was always that guy with Rampage or Postal, you know, where you have to show like uh, the other side of the coin in a way. And uh, I mean, that is the strong thing I think for, with Rampage is because everything Bill Williamson says is true. You no, know? I agree. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think I think there was like a rap. I think is uh, it's like Tegizinski, man. Like 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 he wrote a he he was right, just his execution was wrong. You know. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you just mail people's bombs. But I mean, yeah, technology enslaved us. He was right, you know? <laughs> like, basically. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, and same with Bill, same with your, same with your rampage. I think the, the, the narrative and philosophy is very true. I, think, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. That Margaret, I want to see that Margaret movie, bro. <laughs> I can't wait to, I can't wait to see that, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, I mean, the good thing is with what I feel is, art or cinema and whatever uh went so downhill the last 10 years that let i like one out of 100 films now in like 20 years ago i liked five out of 10 films you know so but when you when you see now like uh i just watched john wick four right and i liked john wick one a lot and then i i as bigger john wick got as less I like the films because they turn everybody now into superheroes, like the Marvel Avengers. But John Wick is a normal guy. Keanu Reeves is a murderer or a you know killer guy. So, but when you see old films like Ronin or Leon the the, the Professional from with Jean Reno, whatever, like French Connection, Heat with De Niro, Pacino. They were all great action films, but they were done in a way that humans can do it. Humans could do the car driving. They could do the stunts. They were not superhumans. Now you have Mission Impossible, James Bond, Fast and the Furious. They all went into superhumans. Like Vin Diesel is a normal guy, but he falls down 25 floors on the hood of a car and walks away in Fast and the Furious, you know, and you watch these films now and you think that, what, what is that? You're not Hulk or Spider-Man. You're just a fucking guy with a sports car. But now you survive everything. And that was when I watched John Wick 4. That was so pissing me off that there were shootouts where they shoot at him from three meters, like from really nothing, from 10 feet. He gets shot at and... uh and nothing happens to him. But he's not dressed like my Rampage guy, you know? Like, he's not, like, dressed like Robocop. So, I mean, how can he be not dead? Yeah, no, there's no realism in film. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's too much. So, not yeah.
it's it's for me too much and uh, uh with, with less also james bond you know all the old james bond with sean connery there were stuff that stunts that were done by stuntmen they were really done now it's all digital and and james bond is like also in a way like spider-man meets batman and survives everything and i, I hate this kind of productions i hate this kind of films um, you know, and the other films, the other wave of films are all political correct, like total political correct. You know, you have in every series from Netflix or Amazon an Asian, an African, an, you know, whatever, a, a gay person, a transvestite, whatever, or you don't get a job. Like if, if, if you don't write all of this in any show, it's over. And it's yeah, insane. Like it's like globalist propaganda, basically, and like just say, and then they weaken it, like the men, basically. It's like, no, everybody's gay now. They they don't reproduce. Like all propaganda is towards no reproduction and like dumbing everybody down. That's basically just like, like, oh no, don't have kids. It's stupid. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, no, be gay. Don't have kids. You know, that's what seems. That's what seems like to me. It's just globalist propaganda. It's just boring. It's like I'm just trying to get rich right now, and everybody's just like trying to act like they're gay. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, 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 like here's what I did today. I'm like, I don't care. You know, it's like I'm just trying to get rich. You know, it's like that's that's, that's how I feel. Everybody just sounds retarded, basically, and like cocky, you know. I'm just trying to, <laughs> like, like, all right, well, I'm just trying to, I don't know, make a bunch of cool shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the last good film you saw? What last would you say? Great question. Great question. Um, I mean, I, I see, I, I like Top Gun, honestly, that new Top Gun. I like the shots in the good. plane and stuff. I thought that was pretty good, to be honest. I It's almost like a guilty pleasure to admit that, but I do think, <laughs> but, I, but I do think, uh, the shots were great. I mean, you felt like you're in that plane in the beginning. It was like if you saw it in theaters, it's pretty good. Um, in, I don't know, I've movies. in Top what? Gun, in Top Gun, everything was doable by real good pilots, right? So nothing in Top Gun, I think, was like what Mission Impossible is now. Mission Impossible, there are things happening, nobody would survive it, but they're surviving it. But in Top Gun, I think it was on the point that it could happen like this. You know, so and that made Top Gun, besides the very good acting from everybody, uh, I think a good film and the film was uh, it honored Top Gun one. It didn't. It didn't try to forget Top Gun one. You know, they, uh, when they brought Val Kilmer back, even if he's very sick now, you know, stuff like this. There was a heart in Top Gun. And that is what I liked in the new uh, Top Gun. And uh, in in the heart, in a lot of other films, you don't see only you see only the the dollar signs that they want to make money, but there is no more driving center in in the film. And that is uh, a kind of shit, you know. When you watch, did you watch Reptile? Uh, no, my mom was telling me that was good though. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Is it? Yeah, with Benicio del Toro. It's not the thing is with Reptile. It's just a cop film, right? But it has no superheroes, and it's this kind of straightforward cop thriller where you have corruption in the police, and Benicio del Toro is always a good actor, and you have this kind of like gritty cop darker film, and it's not like good like Seven. Or something like, you know, like films like this. It's not on that level. Uh, but you're happy about films like this because they are now rare. There are not a lot of good films like this out, you know, where you have the feeling they they entertain you for 100 minutes without going totally off charts. And you think, what the fuck is this? So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, make sure you go out there. You know, my mom was literally telling me I was good. Uh, I, well, we're doing a we're doing a strip club TV show right now. I think that's gonna be pretty good. Like, like I, I hopefully get that on streaming and stuff. I mean, we're, I mean, worst case, I can get a couple streaming things. But, but I think like that's gonna be good. I think like uh, I've been working on that. I guess like I'm, I'm like not like one of the main dudes. I'm just like acting in it. So that should be a good time of being a TV show. Hopefully, you know, I'm like it does well you know if it, if it doesn't do well it's the same situation i'm in you know <laughs> so, but, 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 but if it does well you know hopefully yeah but, yeah. Uh, it's good yeah important yeah, to be productive yourself and not only watch or only be passive looking what's going on right i know so many people they're just doing their job to make some money and they're done and they're not digging deeper or whatever but i want to be active that's the reason i want to do that migrant film right because i want to steer the pot i want the public discourse i want that people say are you insane it's a, it's lot that you have a lynch mob basically you know like you have people that kill other people whatever and when i when i, I know already what i will say when the movie comes out i will say look that is what will happen if we continue what we're doing now and that you have also in Mexico with the Honduran, uh, like in the, in the south of, of uh, US, right? So, I mean, at one point, it's over. It's, uh, you cannot have every year a million people coming in, uh, like nonstop, and uh, half of them, let's say only half of them, are not good. They don't want to work hard. They just want to use the system or even criminals. So, and the, 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 the percentage is too high. When we had in Berlin now, when the Hamas thing happened, in Berlin were like thousands of Arabs, thousands on the street, kill the Jews, kill the Jews, kill the Jews. Like, not like, uh, like political correct, like kill the Jews, right? So, and then the Jewish community in Germany said, oh, what's going on? Like, we cannot go out on the streets anymore. We're getting chased down the streets because we're, of course, in Germany are way more Muslims as Jews. And it's the same in the US, right? So, and the thing is, and the government says, we're protecting the Jews, blah, blah, blah. We, 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 we go against these people. They're getting all like a lawsuit, whatever, a fine or jail terms. But we all know it's all blah, blah, blah. Because if you don't do to this night, if you don't arrest them all, how are you going to find them later? Then they go home and next day, they're whatever, doing whatever they're doing but they don't really will track them down. They will maybe later arrest 10 people. They're getting six months jail term, but the other 10,000 people, they still want to kill the Jews, you know? So, and that is the thing. And a few of them will attack Jews. They attacked already the, the, here, the, uh, uh, nah, not the, uh, the synagogue in Berlin. They throw like Molotov cocktails, stuff like this. All this shit happens nonstop, but, then we're getting mostly refugees from Muslim countries. So how are we then protecting the Jews in Germany? We don't. We're making the Jews' life in Germany unlivable if we continue taking all the refugees in from Afghanistan, from Senegal, from Somalia, from Eritrea. You know, so, I mean, and uh, you, can, you can do this. You can do this, but you cannot keep doing this. You know, what, what we basically need to do in Germany now is for one or two years a full stop of migrants, like a full stop, like taking nobody and, and bringing these people who are here, bringing them to work, that they have to work or they don't get any more money, stuff like this. And who doesn't want to work has to get shipped back, no matter to what, 
You know, it's not our problem if somebody says, if I go back to Afghanistan, I'm getting killed by the Taliban. Then you have to say, yeah, but what we have to do with it? I mean, to be honest, like, we are not responsible for the people in Afghanistan. If they live or die, we have no responsibility for it. Zero. So, and then especially for people that they don't work, they drop the work, they're getting a job, they don't go. And then they go back to the government want social welfare, right? People like this, they should work harder to stay here and not like, nah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what my, my shisha uh, <laughs> and then just smoke in a, in a coffee house 24-7 a day and then go on the street and, kill, and, and, and scream, kill the Jews. And then I go home. You know, and just think like, what are we doing? Why are we allowing this? Yeah, you know, it's bad when the Germans have to stick up for the Jews, you know? You know, you know, you know, it's, you know it's getting bad. It's like, it's like, man, we have that. That's crazy, man. You know what? The problem is that the, 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 uh, the Jewish population sees it. I have a lot of Jewish friends, right? And they see it straight through that the government is full of shit, that they're only telling them we protect you. Of course, they have police in front of the synagogues, whatever. They're protecting this, but they don't protect individual Jews. If you go out there and you have this kippah on, or you have like a chain on with the with that star, right? So whatever, you cannot do that in Germany. You get like hundred percent smashed into a pulp if you go out with this. That people see you're Jewish, then they go after you, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And they're but these are not Nazis. These are all Muslims. I know that's why it's funny to me. It's so, I mean, I mean, it's terrible in reality, but like the concept's funny to me. Like, 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 I don't know why it's so funny. That's terrible, but it's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like the concept. I don't know. That's crazy. No, it's. I mean, that's what happened. I, France banned. Uh, France banned all those protests, those Palestinian protests. I mean, you're seeing. I mean, you've seen a lot of Europe like kind of just be like, get the fuck out of my country, go back to your shithole, and like shut the fuck up. You know, you see a lot. Of, I mean, and that, I mean, I think that's a lot, of what, a lot of what Trump was saying years ago. And I think, like, uh, I don't know, we don't have the factories. We don't have the population. We don't have anything right now. So, I mean, they can just shut us off. And I'm sure they know that. You know, I'm not, like, giving them the idea. I think they know that, you know. So, it's yeah. like, we just got to build industry back and, like, get, yeah, just be like, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing in my front yard? Like, get out of here. You know, it's like, yeah. go fight for your, go fight the Taliban. It's in your country. Like, it's, it's like, that, that, that's where it's like, if, if, if some like terrorist group came to Missouri, they would drop them in like 10 seconds. It'd be like a 10 second battle. Everybody'd be like happy looking for more afterwards. You know, it'd be like, it'd be done. It'd be, it'd be like, it'd be fine. And that's what you should do in your homeland. You know what I mean? If, you, if, if you're being attacked, you should defend it, you know? But if you're not, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't have anything. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying not to be poor myself. You know, it's like, I'm not going to like su support some random family and no one else is either. You know, it's like, and, they, and they're like cowards. If they, didn't, if they didn't fight their homeland, they're cowards. You know what I mean? To be honest, like, like it's like what they had, you left. They had the weapons. They had the weapons. They had the training, and they even had airplanes and helicopters. What the Taliban don't. The Taliban had only machine guns, right? And drove in with the moped or Toyotas. So it's like you know the, the Taliban were not like uh, technical equipped like the Afghanistan army, and that they just gave up. There was not even one shot fired. They gave up. And that, that is the insanity where I feel like uh, the 20 years we spent trillions on the Afghanistan thing, the Europe and US, and you think 
Oh, that is the result that they learned in 20 years to defend their woman rights, to defend their voting rights, to defend their democracy, to defend their press, to defend their, you know, if they don't, if they're not willing, not even one of them fighting back, then our work there was completely senseless. And that, that shows to me that we should never help in the first place. You know, who gives a shit about Afghanistan, to be honest, like whoever gave a shit about Afghanistan, for real, like what was the initial reason why the Afghanistan war happened? Because of Osama bin Laden. But when you don't find Osama bin Laden, why we stayed? For what? That was the initial thing. They all thought Osama bin Laden is there. Then they recognized Osama bin Laden is not there, or at least we don't find him. But now we were all there with the troops camps, spending billions and billions. And then that idea came, let's make them a democracy. And then that Kazai guy got elected, they had a parliament, women didn't need the border anymore, so they could have makeup on. And it looked like, oh, now Afghanistan gets totally westernized. Yeah, so end result, it never happened. We had only the illusion that it happened, you know, because whatever, Thousands of Afghanistan women are now influencers at TikTok, but the rest was still under the burqa and uh, uh, stayed on the 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 the, the no, not the fatwa. What is the name? The uh, Islamic super Islamic the Sharia law, right? They stayed under this law the whole time. So when the Taliban came over, they didn't even have to change. They just stayed the super religious crazy way they are. And now the Taliban ruling it. And the best is, since the Taliban ruling and disallowing women to go to school, uh, making marriages with 10 years old, all this shit happens, but they still get money. Germany and US paying hundreds of millions in aid to the Taliban because they say, we need money, the people are starving, right? And then, then they're giving hundreds of millions uh, and they believe that the kids getting the food, but instead the Taliban, whatever, they keep all the money. They betray everybody. It's the same with the Hamas. The Hamas boss is a billionaire from the, but the, these people have no money normally. He's a billionaire only because he stole all the aid. You know, like all the money, America is similar to Germany, is smaller as America, but these two countries are so similar. We always throw money to everybody. You know, this kind of like, oh, uh, Israel, yeah, we are pro-Israel. Then they attack Gaza. No, we have a, a, a disaster in Gaza. Now we have to help Gaza. You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. They give all the money to Gaza again so that they buy more weapons when they do the next attack to, uh, on Israel, like in one year. You know, it's totally insane. And the best satire thing I watched this week, but it's even on YouTube, I can send you the the video, <laughs> they claim they have no water in the Gaza, right? We have no water. But there's a whole thing that they themselves took the pipes from the water supply and built records out of it. It's a whole video where you see that. When they dig them up, they cut them into pieces, fill them up, and shoot them out of the sink. And uh, if you have WhatsApp, I can send you the video. You laugh your ass off. A whole advertising clip from the Hamas where you see it step by step. Bagger, bagger everything out. And now they say, hope you don't have water. 
Yeah, because you made the records out of the water pipe, you fucking idiot. And now you have no water supply. And now you you flip out on everybody else. Why we don't have water? The Israel assholes, we have no water. But the reality is Israel gave them water. And then they used it as record launchers. I mean, it is just, that is you cannot make shit up like this. You know? Yeah, it's so crazy. That whole thing is it's crazy. It's it's terrifying how, how close we are to like global conflict with all that shit. And that's the only thing to do with it, man. It's just like uh, to me it's just like insane, man. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. I thought we were over I thought we were over war, you know, I thought it was all I thought it was all over with, you know. Yeah. And and I think we should have a foreign policy in general where we only follow our interests and not our emotions, not our moral or whatsoever. Only our interest. So, and our interest is not to have a war with China. It's not to have a war with Russia, right? So, and we, we cannot play always this kind of, if you do this, we do that. No, we should forget all that language. And we should follow our financial interests. We should stop spending so much money on everybody else, you know? And we, we should uh, uh, have only controlled migration. And we, we, we should, like, not trying to be the world police. You know, and having so much like this kind of understanding for everybody, you know, who gives a shit? If if in Middle East, everybody wants to kill each other, the Iranians, the Iraqis, they all hate each other. They always want to kill everybody. Right. So, yeah, too bad. Then do it. But not with our money. And yeah. 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 And we're yeah. fun on both sides of most wars. I mean, I mean, we gave to Russia and Ukraine. We gave, we gave like Iran, which funded Hamas, and we gave Israel money too. We're funding like both sides of every war. It's just like boring. It's like it's like man, I wish like they just stop. Like, either you speed up killing each other, or like don't get me involved. Like you know, it's basically hurry up and kill each other, you know, so I can just like do other shit. Yeah, and it's even so absurd with Ukraine. So Germany, of course, because we have to be moral, so big moral. It's like so we don't buy any gas from Russia anymore. And instead, we're buying fracking gas from Qatar, from US, way more expensive, way more uh, ship pollution, driving with the big tankers around whatsoever. But the best is that it turned out last week that Belgium, France, Spain, Romania, and Bulgaria, in all the time of the war, still get gas from Russia. (laughs) They're buying it still. France, Spain. So, and you know what Germany's doing? We're buying it then for a higher price from them. So now the political parties in Germany, like the opposition, they said, yeah, are we insane? Like we had a direct pipeline from Russia, (coughs) right? So, and now because we say sanctions against Russia, we're not buying anything from Russia, but then we do. We just buy it from other countries who buy it from Russia. And yeah. that's so idiotic. So, so idiotic. So you have and that, that you have that all the time in Europe, especially with all the European countries, is this kind of like they say they're all on the same terms, but they don't. They, you know, and that is the thing where I feel um, in a way betrayed from that other European countries, but I'm not feeling betrayed because I would never sanction Russia. You know, I would always say we support Ukraine 100 percent Russia invaded that. I would give Ukraine money and support, but I would never stop the gas from Russia because we need the gas. You know, Germany has a heavy industry, by far the biggest in Europe, and like two companies in Germany alone, 
Bayer Leverkusen and BASF, two chemical giants, using more electricity as Denmark, as a country. And there are only two factories in Germany. They're massive, with 50,000, 60,000 people working there. They do all the, the chemical stuff, what, uh, what uh, pharmacy needs, what, you know, like to make rubber, to make metal, all that shit. So we need a lot of energy. And now we are, the, the Green Party is ruling Germany with the Social Democrats, and the Green Party are ballooning. They think only the wind wheels at the sun reflectors will give us the electricity and power we need for the German industry, like BW, 110,000 people, BMW, Mercedes, the car industry. So here's the heavy industry in Europe. So and it's an illusion. You cannot have this kind of companies uh, powered with wind wheels. It's impossible. You know, you need gas, coal, oil, uh, or, or um, uh, nah, nuclear plants, right? So, but Germany also switched off all their nuclear plants, all of them, because we have to, we are against nuclear plants, so we, sh we, we cut them all off. And now we buy for way too much money our power from everybody else, you know, but that makes the industry suffer. The prices go up and up. You, have, you know, like, like the, the companies say, why we manufacture in Germany? It's way too expensive now, you know? So that is the biggest problem we have in Germany right now. And, uh, <clears throat> and I think we should never cut the gas from Putin. Yes, he has a, I mean, we're also not helping Ukraine in destroying ourselves. Right, yeah. You know? I mean, what's the point? We cannot support Ukraine and destroying ourselves in 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 uh, having too high prices now to keep the industry going so it's just not clever at all and i'm very mad about it because it's it's just so idiotic what the government is doing that you feel this kind of like uh how can they not see that you know how can they not see the mistake what we're doing putin sells his shit no matter what because if if europe doesn't buy it, china buys it Oil, gas, you know, you, you, you always find buyers for oil and gas, you know. No, you're definitely right. And I think that's why the UK got out of the European Union. I think, like, uh, you, you and them were carrying it, basically. And I think then, like, I mean, you guys are even stronger than, um, uh, you're even, uh, you're probably, Germany's probably stronger than the UK was, and they, and they got out because of that whole thing, like, just carrying the rest of those countries, man. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy, man. I know, but UK, in a way, uh, they don't have so high industry, like so much industry. You know, it's not so much cars coming out of UK or products in general, but uh, they have the advantage in a way to be an, uh, an island. You know, it's easier. If you're Germany, like we have borders to everybody, like yeah. Poland, Czech Republic, Austria, uh, Luxembourg, Holland, Denmark. We have borders. We're in the middle of Europe, the biggest country. So how you want to get out of the EU? That, uh, how you want to do this? It's basically, if we yeah. get out of the EU, there is no EU. It's it's like the end of the EU. Definitely. So, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's not common saying about Rumble. This is all, this show's also on Rumble, too, if you're watching this. It's, it's on there. But uh, you want to throw out any like uh, promo or anything before we get out here, man? Like, I 
or any yeah. kind of thing like Guys, that? Go, go on YouTube, check out First Shift trailer, like you see the trailer from the film. And uh, I'm coming back to you and we'll promote the, the stuff uh, when the movie really comes out. And we stay in contact. I will keep you in, in loop with the progress of the migrant film run. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I can do it. And uh, it's you know what the interesting is. A guy told me today, another producer. He said to me, "You know what? It is this. Eighty uh, percent of the people will love run, but the other twenty percent are all the people who buy movies, who send movies, who air movies." He said, everybody in the industry will do everything that nobody watches that film. But yeah. of, the, of the people what, wanna, would watch that film and would agree with the film that if we continue that route, it will get bloody. So, sure. uh, yeah. Dude, I totally agree. And like, uh, I'll, dude, I would go to Italy to be in that movie myself if that, if that, if that movie happens. I will, go to, I will fly there myself. Because that's okay. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, that's hilarious, man. That concept is ballsy and crazy, and I love it. I mean, I, I mean to be honest, like it's like I, 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 I love that that's even, I love that that's even a concept right now. That's hilarious. Okay, but, like, but yeah, no, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it, and like, uh, yeah, I'll be back on some obviously at some point. But yeah, no, thanks. Uh, but yeah, hopefully everything's going well, man. Life Thank is you. Stay healthy, and then we talk soon. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. 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 And thank you all for watching. Uh, I saw one of the last comments that somebody uh, today was asking actually being one of those uh, films. I'm in Rampage 3, actually. Yeah, I play an FBI agent and a SWAT guy in that movie. Um, but yeah, no, who's. Uh, what's up? It's 2. It was 3. No, Rampage 2, President Death. Rampage 2. Rampage 3. No, it was 2. The second one's Capital Punishment. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, my bad. The second one's Capital Punishment. But no, I love Uber Bowl's trilogies. Uh, like about Rampage and like his other movies are great. Blood Brothers hilarious. Like I saw it on Wall Street. Um, Check out a lot of his stuff. He has, like I said, Night Shift uh, is his new uh, project. You can watch the trailer for it, you said. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go check a lot of that out. I haven't seen the trailer for that yet either. And uh, thanks for watching. I appreciate you all watching.